welcome to Season 1, Episode 27 of Alice in Wonderland. I'm Vic Philipson in a wet and cold Christiansand, Norway. And I'm Alice Morrison, and I am sitting on the side of a mountain overlooking a lake, which is called Lake Isley. And the, the legend behind this lake in Morocco is it's one of a pair about 20 kilometers away is Tisleet. And the story goes that Isley was created when a bridegroom wanted to marry the other lake, Tisleet, and their families were at war. It's the Romeo and Juliet of Morocco. Oh. So they wouldn't let them marry. So the bridegroom cried and cried and cried and he filled the lake with his tears oh, and the bride okay. cried and cried and cried and she filled the lake with her tears and so i am overlooking this beautiful lake and even better Vic. yes it's our first rest day and in fact our only rest day yay in this oh my yeah Wow. So 41 days and we've done an average of 19.3 kilometers a day, according to my phone. And uh, today's our first rest day. So honestly, it's a bliss. I'll bet it is. And you're by a lake. Oh, I see you. I, I found Lake Isley on the map. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we're very high, yep. actually, now. So we passed... I think the day before yesterday, we, we went over a pass that was 2,900 meters high. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's, I think, in feet. What's that in feet? Is it like 9,000 feet? Is that yeah, right, roughly? it would be roughly? about 9,000 feet, 2,900. 9, yeah, it would be uh, a little more than 9,000 feet, actually. 9,500 mm -hmm. kind of thing? Yep. Anyway, we, we went up there with the camels because um, obviously we started at sea level. So that altitude, it's funny. I'm breathing... You know, I can feel my breathing being heavier and even the men, because, you know, I always put it down to me being me and <laughs> not being good enough. But even the men are breathing more heavily. So goodness only knows what these poor Saharan camels are feeling. Yeah, they must feel like <laughs> fish out of water to. Uh... <laughs> well, it's very interesting. So I'm just going to explain what happened yesterday because it, it, I think it is interesting for people. We, we, we came up um, a mountain pass and we're always looking for um the right road so there aren't road there are some roads there are there's there's tarmac there's peace but we're we're following a lot of the old nomad paths okay. or the goat paths or in fact just going straight across country but when we're in the mountains we need to follow a path that we know the camels can do um and camels are we've got one camel with us called hector mm -hmm. or also called sagro who comes from jebel sagro so he's used to the mountains but the other ones are not so what happens is they don't really know what to do they're not used to slipping they're not used to being on rocks which are unstable underfoot right. and so when their foot wobbles or they slip they go into a bit of a panic uh -huh. and i don't know if you've ever seen the episode of friends where phoebe runs and like her arms and legs are going out everywhere like a loony that is what they're like. Their legs kind of go all wobbly. They go to the side, they go out to the front, and they look like they're having a panic attack and kind of shaking all over. So we have to, I mean, it's hilarious to watch, but it must be horrible to do. So we have to be very, very careful. And in fact, if you get to places where there are effectively, you know, when you're climbing up a pass, there's often yep. rocky steps. Yep. The camels will climb those steps on their knees. Oh, my. So they'll use, because they've got very heavy pads on the front of their knees because they, they, they sit. They, they ah, okay. couch, All right. they kneel down. So they've got these thick pads. So they'll use their front legs almost like we would our elbows. So they're going up like that. But you don't want, I mean, don't forget these are, you know, they've, they've got, they're laden. They're not heavily laden because we've been very generous with the camel contingent, but they're laden. So 
going up the pass yesterday, first of all, we asked directions from all the local people. We find out what's been happening with the paths. And sometimes a path which is a known path um, is inaccessible for, for lots of reasons. One of them was shut because there's a war between two tribes. Okay. One of them was shut because um, it, it goes to where we're going, Imulchil, where there's a big musim, a big festival every year. Uh, there's a wedding festival where people come to get betrothed, the nomadic tribes, but it's also like a three-day market. And if you imagine a really old-fashioned country fair mm-hmm. that goes on for three days, it's that. But of course, because of corona, it's cancelled. Mm-hmm. So the path hasn't been used. And because of corona, nobody's been travelling over that path. And there was a huge um, storm and the path got partially washed away, and nobody's bothered to repair it because nobody's using it. So it would be wasted work. Right. So that one was closed. So eventually, I mean, we, we did a bit of a detour, and we asked around and asked around and found, found a path that everyone said, it's a bit difficult at the top, but most of it's through a wed, a river valley going steadily up, um, and there's no trees because overhanging trees means you can't get the camels through. Um, although there's no trees, to be honest, after you get over a certain altitude, there's right. no trees anyway. Mm-hmm. So we we got up to this pass and the last, I don't know, 200 meters, it's like I looked at it. I walked up the path, the path. It was the path was about my hand span wide. Oh boy. Okay. Which my hand span is not is not quite as big as our biggest camel's foot. Yeah, of course. So on the left-hand side is a she- is a cliff up, and on the right-hand side is a sheer drop down a gorge. Which, if you slip down, you would die. There's no, there's no like you'd break a leg or something. You, that was it. You'd gone. So I'm looking at this, and I'm going up, and I'm going up with my stick, yeah. and on my two human legs, and with no pack, and I s- slipped backwards. I, I actually, you know, it was so steep that I was slipping backwards okay. when I was trying to purchase forwards, and I was thinking, oh my, how are we ever going to get up here? Well. So what happened was the guys got the camels up to a certain point and then there was the very steep part. So they got out their pickaxes and they basically dug a road. Oh, for the camels. Wow. Yeah. Which is so basically they dug a road and then they got the camels up. And very interesting to watch Brahim and Adi, but particularly Brahim with the camels. So what he does is he dug the road till he was satisfied. And they, what they do is they dug it out with pickaxes. They then put rocks and boulders to try and even it out. So it's just not so steppy and steep. Mm-hmm. So they're hauling boulders three times the size of my head. The men are like hauling these boulders into place and then filling them out with stones. So we did all this, um, and I did the very onerous task of filming it. Um, <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Um, and, you know, uttering the occasional word of encouragement, by, but that was largely ignored. Um, and then Brahim goes back to the camels, who are all waiting, you know, rolling their eyes a bit, because, you know, they're not stupid. They can they see can a see massive, what's big drop. Right. Anyway. So then he goes up and he basically, it's very interesting. He goes straight to the camel, uh-huh. just takes him normally and very calmly and steadily without any fuss, without any like tuk 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 or, right. or anything. He just takes the camel very steady, very calm. And you can see in his face, it's like, we're just going to do this and there's going to be no fuss about it. And the camels totally respond and they go up. Yep. And then if there's the, the last, so there's, they're all six strung together, but the last three, Addy takes the last three, and then the very last one, who is called Willy Willy Willy, um, <laughs> he 
he's just, he's like having a freak out. So he gets taken completely separately so that he's got a human right beside his head. Okay. But they're all kept very close and they just walk up. And unbelievably, we did it without any hazard and actually very calmly in the end. Sounds exciting. It was exciting. And it was, it's... (laughs) It's kind of lovely, beautiful to see this connection between the men and the animals mm-hmm. and the way, I mean, we all know this from our own connection with animals, but the way, you know, living beings respond to each other and to each other's moods and to how each other, how how you work with the other living thing. It just, it all, it all combines to make the team. I'm sure they could sense if there's somebody's really nervous or really scared. I'm sure they would respond immediately. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's all about that. So, whew, so that was that. And uh, my goodness me. So, how, but the view. I mean, it's incredible. The views are incredible up here. I'm Amazing. Sure that, how 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 wide did you have to make this road that they built? How long did it take? Um, it probably took about half. It felt like half an hour. I didn't. I should have timed it actually. Maybe half an hour, three quarters of an hour. It wasn't wide. It was still narrow, but it was more about um digging out the mountain so that it wasn't steep i see it's the steepness that really you know gets them i think and the slippiness because it's slippy underfoot yeah but and it would have been impossible in rain absolute genuinely like impossible so this is like how many meters did they have to do it's like 20 meters 30 meters no 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 less than that i'd say about 10 meters okay okay well yeah. still yeah just the the really steep bit but so, it, it's interesting you know I'm, see, yes i'm sure it was so you have a, you've got it on video i'd love to see it yeah i'm gonna well actually i i should do a little shout out to my youtube channel because i'm gonna today because we've got a rest day i'm gonna make some little films and put them up i'll put that one up going up the mountain and i'm also going to put up the one which i promoted last time which is about poor old hamish's leech oh boy oh that's right yeah that he yes. got in the waham so by the time we by, by this that. evening, I should have uploaded them. So we'll I'll put those up. And the YouTube channel is just Alice Morrison, and I'm sure we can put a link in the show notes. Yeah, that was the cliffhanger from last week. So yeah, <laughs> are you going to tell, or are you going to just show us? What no, happened? oh, I'm going to show because when you see, you'll all be going like, ah, don't show me that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty horrendous, huh? <laughs> Well, it's it's horrendous. It's not terror. It's it's watchable. It's not like you're gonna you're gonna you know write into Ofcom. <laughs> we used to get them when I was a kid. We'd swim in the lakes in the in the in the uh, yeah yeah. We had uh, we we called them dugouts because they would just take a caterpillar and push out a hole and then it would fill up with runoff water, and uh, that's what you watered your cows in. And we'd get them in there when we were kids. So I've had them before. It's I mean, they are how what you, they how are. How did you get them off you? How did you get them off? Did you use you a have cigarette a lighter? Who smokes? <laughs> yeah, Salem's. that's what we did as well. Salem's is the secret. My mother smoked Salem cigarettes, so she'd take a big hit on a cigarette and just hold the, the hot end up against the leech, and they'd pull back. Uh, oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, happy days. That area you're in looks absolutely desolate. It's a crater lake, isn't it? It looks like it's the the bottom of a crater. That's what it looks it like is, you're it, in. 
Well, it could well be. It's the deepest lake in Morocco. Um, don't ask me the deep. 290 meters, I think. It's very deep. It's very deep, everyone. Look it up. Um, and yes, we're in an area where, interestingly, there's no rivers going into it. And the, the earth is so porous that what happens is when it rains and snows, the earth just sucks it all down. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it filters out into the lake. And when I saw it from afar, there's a little white edging. And I asked, Jean-Pierre joined us for the day. I said, Jean-Pierre, is that salt? And we, we couldn't work out because the water is really fresh. It does taste slightly. The water doesn't taste salty, but this white residue, we couldn't work out if it was salt or not. I think it might just be some kind of earth because it didn't taste. It tasted a tiny bit salty, but I'm not sure if that was my imagination. Yeah. Um, but it is this particular part is desolate. But for the last, I don't know, I lose track of time. Ten days, we've been walking through the high atlas Um and there is water. It has been raining a bit, but there is water through the river valleys. And it has just been so beautiful. There's incredibly rich pockets of agriculture. We're kind of in the heart. Ali, Ali Alfi, one of the men with me, the mm-hmm. guide, he described it as the heart of Morocco, the heart of ancient Morocco. Um, and what you see is you'll find a river valley, which is tiny villages in it all the houses are traditionally made clay and when we've gone through the villages we have created like a day's festival a sensation a sensation we i mean we stopped for one in one to buy oats for the camels and about a hundred i'd say about a hundred children gathered around <laughs> um and the, what it looks like is so you've got these clay, low, low lying clay built houses, which are the same color as the mountain. They're actually a kind of a yellowy color here, not the red of Imlil. Mm-hmm. So a kind of golden color. And then in the valley itself, you'll have fields of maize, which is all ripe at the moment and being harvested and carried along by donkeys. Um, apples. This is the apple area. And I have never in my life tasted such good apples. And everybody, again, is running, you know, will pass an orchard and someone's going to run out with a, with with their lap, with the lap of their jalaba all filled with apples for us. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, okay. Oh, it's, and it's, they're crispy. They're green ones, red ones. And they're so crispy and just full of juice. And they're literally picked from the tree. <laughs> um, so you've got these apple trees. They've got beautiful things here called safsaf, which I think are a poplar. So very, very tall, like 14 meters trees, completely straight. Some of them starting to turn yellow for autumn, um, shielding the fields. And of course, you know, tall, slim trees with the jagged mountains behind. It just looks gorgeous. I'll bet it does. I'll bet it does. it's, It's such a traditional area. Yes, yesterday yesterday morning we were we were camped on the side of one of the river valleys just outside of a village because the problem is all the baham baham means all kinds of livestock so donkeys mules sheep and goats mm-hmm. are all completely terrified of our camels well sure they are no one's ever seen because one up there they have not and honestly i've tried to take photos because their faces are hilarious you can see them going what on God's earth is of that? <laughs> Something has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, but it's just very fun. It's funny to watch, but again, for the local people. So what happened the other day was we were camped in the wet and we put the camels up in a little kind of nook. But there's women correct, collecting brushwood 
on the mountains huge enormous parts of it and they ferry it by donkey back to the village because of course it's coming towards winter now so everyone's trying to get their stock in um so there were 11 women 11 donkeys doing this the other day and every single donkey goes crazy when they see the camels so one kind of doughty matron came striding up to brahim and said she had a big stick she said if you don't get those camels out of this path you are gonna get a taste of this stick (laughs) (laughs) you're scaring scaring my donkeys Well, no, but we are scaring the donkeys and everything else. So the village told us that we had to park outside. And of course, the people love to see the camels. They all come out. They bring their kids out to have a look. Um, But they they do want us not to be near them. (laughs) I can see the scene. (laughs) So you get to see now you're laid up for a day. That must really be nice. And you're by fresh water. Can you swim and get cleaned up? Yeah, and... yeah it's lovely. I swam yesterday and I'm going to swim again today. Um, Ali and Brahim don't want to swim. They're like, it's freezing cold. Are you insane? But Adi is, is game. He can't actually swim and the lake does drop off. So he's been warned not to go in unless I'm there, basically, because, okay. you know, it, he can't swim. So, but he, he he's game. So he'll go in and like splash around and put his head under. Um, whereas the other two are like, get out buckets, heat them up and have a wash. <laughs> Brahim said, Brahim said, um, Zahra, if you can guarantee me that there's a water heater at the bottom, which is water, which is, which is boiling it up. Like we do with the hot water on the booter gas. I'll go in. Yeah, but not until then. And something really weird when I was walking along the whole side of the lake, you know how like at the sea you have seashells mm-hmm. here the whole side of the lake has got um, uh, goat droppings. I suppose every goat within a thousand miles probably comes to get a drink. Well, it could be. I mean, I haven't seen lots, but but for whatever reason, the whole lake is I mean, they're all, you know, they're not they're not smelly. They're just dried goat droppings. So there you go. <laughs> Well, you'll, you'll have to collect some to give to your friends. You know, that's as you, when you go to. The, I had a babysitter. I had a babysitter who had a seashell, a seashell collection from all of her friends. <laughs> well, I could start a new trend. I suppose. A memory, a memory of my tour. But you know what's extraordinary about this walking is because we're not. You know, we're doing about between 18 and 20k a day um roughly it it does depend but it's amazing how quickly actually within that things change when each day is long and full i feel like i'm living a lifetime almost in each day but um after we last spoke we entered a big series of desert plains and desert hills Mm -hmm. very very dramatic and extraordinary just wide 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 space as far as you can see we we kept and everywhere had the romantic names like um the tribe of the wolves and Mm -hmm. the the um heaven's finger we walked towards heaven's finger for two days which i kind of enjoyed um and in and we found lots of snakes i think i think i came across a couple of horned vipers okay um which are in fact deadly. Mm-hmm. And one of them, it was only little and it was beautifully curled up in the sand. And I got a pic and I went in to take a picture and I thought it was dead. And <laughs> Ali came running at me and was like, Zahra, get away from that snake. It will kill you. <laughs> I went, 
isn't it dead? He went, uh, no. <laughs> it's just very, very <laughs> quiet. Sleeping. Yeah, in the sun. So I learned about that. And we did find, so I've been making the men look for dinosaur prints everywhere. Mm. And they very reluctantly have started to ask people, all of who have laughed at us. Um, however, we did find something in this area, which I was like, if only there, were, there was one thing that looked really good and printy, and then at, at appropriate distances, there were two semi things. Okay. But I don't think they're good enough to really claim. As... If there'd been one more really clear one, I'd have been like, you know, phoning up the nine o'clock news. But I'm not sure they're good enough to claim dinosaur prints. But Addy and Addy and I found them, and we were like, we compared them to a picture that from another part of Morocco. We were like, well, could be, you know. <laughs> Looking good. And Addy's, Addy's comment was Elaine, Elaine, which means we're getting closer. <laughs> so no Velociraptor um, talons then, not yet. Not yet, but, you know, I haven't lost hope. No. Um, and I haven't lost hope. And, and truthfully, everything else has been so, so interesting. Meeting all these different people as well. The different tri I mean, finding out that tribal warfare is alive and well and living in the mountains. Yeah. Um, all that kind of thing, meeting with the people, seeing again, you know, what they think about Corona, how they're feeling, what's going on, whether they approach us or not. It's all genuinely so fascinating that I keep forgetting about the dinosaurs, but I live in hope. <laughs> how much more do you have to go? You're on day 41, right? And you didn't you say 78 was the magic number? When you started? Seven, well, between 70 and 78. And to be honest, we're, we're actually ahead of schedule. So I think we'll be 70. So we're, we're over halfway now. Okay. How does that feel? Well, first of all, how, I mean, is it cold up there? That's the other thing. Last time I spoke to you, we were still hot, weren't we? Mm -hmm. I mean, not boiling, but we were kind we were of temperate and, and hot. Oh, my goodness. Last night, I had all my clothes on and my big sleeping bag, and I considered getting out my extra sleeping bag Ooh, as well. Okay. So. It is now, this place is, at night, is absolutely freezing. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're into the, it's weird because in the day, it's like now I'm just in a, I'm just in a, in a robe and a jlaba, but with no leggings and no t-shirt. And actually, it's a brisk, cold wind, but the sun's hot, mm -hmm. which is gorgeous for walking in. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, but you need a jacket when you stop. Yeah, it's early in the day now. It's uh, we're we're speaking a, a day late. Sorry. Yes. Oh, you yes. Didn't sorry, have coverage. No, no coverage. And much earlier in the day than we usually speak. So uh, yeah. you're not. Well, obviously, it's a rest day, so you're not underway. So that's that's yeah. how we get to do yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. So, what's everybody doing on the rest? What are the camels doing? Well, oh, I've got camel news as well. Oh my goodness, I haven't told you the big camel no, news. No, not at all. Um, and there's also a film about this on the YouTube channel. Oh my goodness, me, I've been so productive. Um, we had to substitute. We had to send two of our boys back. Oh, what? Well, they just wore out. Uh, Lachlan, so Lachlan and Struan, both of whom had feet trouble. Yeah. They, we just they couldn't get better. Um, so Lachlan, in the end, his was getting a bit better, but he just wasn't strong enough still. He'd got better physically, but he wasn't strong enough to do any carrying. Mm -hmm. We'd probably have kept him, but what happened with Struan is is a bit grim. Um, when when we were treating his foot for the stone in it, right. so taking the stone out and then 
basically burning his foot with hot animal fat. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, have we look on the YouTube channel because there's something called Hector's Blister and you'll see how that's done. And it, it is, you know, it is animal care. It's not animal cruelty. I do have to point that out, mm-hmm. but it's it's hard. But when the men were doing that, inadvertently, they slightly burnt into his upper foot. So that developed into a hole. And I didn't realize this, but how Brahim explained it to me is that their pads, this is the only way that I can translate it, are a bit like huge toenails. And this hole spread across the top of his pad so that the pad was becoming separated from what they call the meat from the actual foot. Right. Um, and I mean, we had, you know, we were treating it with antibiotic ointment every night, uh, it's but you can't sew it back on because that you know that's another option isn't it to if you've got a wound i guess um uh, probably just have to get him off of it we had to get him off of it and a struent give him his credit he didn't complain we we took all the baggage off him and but he didn't complain at all and we we had him in a shoe you know every night i mean the men have gone through all their jalabas Mm. making shoes for the camels Mm -hmm. so (laughs) they're down to one each um so we, we we made him a shoe, but it wasn't good enough. So when we got to a point where, where Jean-Pierre could come up with the truck from, from the desert, from the Sahara, right. he's brought us two new ones. We just send the boys home because apparently what all that's needed, what's needed for Lachlan, he will just, he's fine, actually. In fact, he's better than when he arrived. But since they were going back, there's no point in having, you know, you might as well do both. Um, Struan, he will have to grow a new pad. So but he'll just, that will just take time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, you know, a couple of months, we're not talking days. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it does take time. So the way I'm thinking of it, and I, because, of course, I'm I'm having to hear all this in a mixture of Arabic and Amazir, <laughs> and I'm then translating it. So <laughs> if I've got this wrong, and there's camel experts out there wrenching their hair out, please do get in touch <laughs> and let me know the facts. But as I understood it, it's a bit like how we would think of a massive toenail, except underneath your foot and you grow it back. Mm-hmm. So, and his old one will just drop off. Okay. So the, the new one will grow underneath of it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that all happens. And, and it explains, because Struan was always pretty bad tempered, but kind of that explains it. <laughs> I'll bet he was hurting. I bet it didn't feel very good. Yeah. No. I, and I mean, you know, none of us want to cause the cows no, any no, no, distress no, no. or pain. I mean, they really, we really do care for them. They're working animals. But they're better off with us than they are not having quite enough to eat down in the desert. Right. So, and we, they are our, our genuinely our first concern. In fact, absolutely brilliantly, when John Pierre came up yesterday, because we're in cold country now, we're going potentially into rain still. He's he's made he's made camel raincoats. <laughs> <laughs> that probably helps him to stay warm. It's a new innovation for him. So um, he brought one. He said, "He said, Zahra, I've got this incredible surprise for you." And I was like, "Oh, box of chocolate, maybe a cake." I was like getting quite excited. And then he said, "Come, come, come down to the camels." I was like, "Oh, less excited." But when I got there, he went, "Da da!" And Addy got out this camel raincoat, and I will definitely put that picture on Instagram. Alice out there, one. If you're not following me, please do. I try and put pictures up, and I never duplicate pictures. So. Um, so that's the new thing. And our new boys are called Jock. Okay. He's a big, strong, sturdy camel. And then poor old Wooly. Wooly, Wooly, Wooly. So Wooly, Wooly, Wooly in Darija in Arabic here. If, if somebody 
does something and you're like, oh, what do you do? You go, Willy, Willy, Willy. So we've called Willy, 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 which makes the men laugh. And actually, Willy, Willy, Willy has come to us in a little bit of a not great condition. So we're taking it very, very easy on him as well. Okay. But he's looking better already. Good. Now, when you, you've, you've come up, it was difficult going up. Will it be as difficult going down when you leave this area? Uh, I'm looking at the map and it looks like you're... Will you head south out of here, south uh, west, and down this... There's a beautiful valley down there. Yeah. We, I mean, again, as you can imagine, what we're trying to do, that as Jean-Pierre and as Ali and Brahim have explained it to me, there's two more points of, of what they call great difficulty. <clears throat> um, so we still have some pretty difficult terrain to manage, mm -hmm. but we always, always look for the easiest way for the camels. We ask the local people. I mean, it's hilarious. I think I told you that I, uh, you know, sometimes I'm a bit fed up because I get I get shunted into the kitchen with the women and the men are all together yep. in the salon. Mm -hmm. um, but when I discovered, when I actually went into the salon with the men and discovered that all they talk about is directions, literally, it is, I was like less disappointed. So all the world over, I'm sorry to be so genders, gen heteronormative, <laughs> but it seems to me that all the world over, when men get together, they They're do the equivalent of, yep. they they go like, oh, well, instead of going, instead of like, oh, you take the A1 and then you branch <laughs> off onto the M25, leave at junction three. They're yes. like, the, the nomads here, they go like, you see that peak that looks like heaven's finger? <laughs> I was nodding sagely. They go, just to the left of that, about, oh, Mm, you know, half a day's walk. <laughs> There's a small passageway with a big rock shaped like a lion's head. I mean, <laughs> that is what they talk about. So I am now fluent in directions. <laughs> I lived in Los Angeles. I know that conversation. It's, it's universal. <laughs> it is universal. Well, well, you're fairly dependent on uh, finding the right way through things. We are, but I mean, you know, I, it's interesting because I, I had a bit of a, I had not a down, not exactly a down day, but I did have a moment of like doubt the other day. I was like, you call yourself like adventurer. That's fine. You can definitely call yourself an adventurer. But sometimes the press calls me an explorer. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, oh, that's a big name. You're a crap explorer, Alice. You know, this is when I get back to camp and I'm so exhausted after the day's walk and I've got to take my notes, got to put the camp up. And then afterwards, I'm like, I really should walk up that hill and explore for dinosaur footprints. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm just too knackered. <laughs> and, you know, I've got more of this to come. So I sit where I am and then I, I get these horrible moments of doubt. And I think this is rubbish. And you know, or somebody will say something mean on the Internet because they do a little bit and they'll go, oh, look, you're on a road. I'm like, yeah, but hold on a minute. Exploring <laughs> nowadays is different. Yes, it is. And it, it is different. You're, and it's fair enough to say exploring because I'm looking at things with my own eyes mm -hmm. and trying to understand the meaning of them for myself. And I think it's valid. Um, but also when I think about the path we're taking and the fact that the guys, you know, it's not the first time Brahim's been from Nador to Warzazat. In fact, all of them have been from Nador mm, to either to Warzazat or Mazuga. Mm -hmm. But this is the first time they've done this route. Mm -hmm. because, And we're finding our way literally, literally day to day. I, I also think that in comparison to classic explorers, you're actually exploring the people, which is much more interesting in some ways right and something that probably hasn't been done well i don't know if it hasn't been done but it, it's definitely interesting and I, I mean it is you know one of the 
huge. I mean, this whole trip is just, as you can probably hear from my voice, is just fantastic. And I am so grateful that I'm being allowed to do it and that I'm able to do it and that my lovely sponsors, let's mention them, yeah. Craig Hoppers and NTT Data UK Diversity and Inclusion Team have enabled me to do this. Um, and I hope that as that the things I share with all of you out there are of interest and just help you also to escape a little bit. And the people we're meeting, I'll be writing a lot more about them in the book. And that has been just one of the huge pleasures. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that people here at the Corona thing, we're just going through areas where nobody's had it and nobody knows anyone who's had it. Right. And it hasn't come. It's having a terrible economic effect on people here mm -hmm. because things you don't think about. The nomads here, you know, you look at them and they're living the life of hundreds of years ago, honestly. Um, but of course, who do they sell their sheep to? They sell them to the restaurants and the cafes in, in the cities. And there's no one in those cafes or restaurants. That's right. So the knock-on effect of this plague has come even down to people who are incredibly self-sufficient mm -hmm. and who are not you know not doing their, their carbon footprint is about zero <laughs> they're just living a very very simple life but still it's had an effect even here and that that is fascinating and also people's attitude to it is fascinating um so yeah i'll be writing a lot more about that alice we are nearing the magic 30 minute time we're Is amazing. anything else you need to tell folks right now to look forward to? Um, we had a cliffhanger last time. Well, I think, <laughs> let me think. What can I tell you? What can I tell you? What can I tell you? I can tell you this one thing. So I, this is a bit of a shout out again to my sponsors because I do love them. Um, but I've been wearing my Craghoppers kit under it. So up until now, my outfit has been very, um, I'm sure people who have a mindset like this would go, oh my God, that's cultural appropriation. You shouldn't be wearing that. But I wear I wear my Crag Hoppers walking leggings and my Crag Hoppers walking t-shirt, long sleeved, um, against the sun. And also, so there's no chafing. And then I wear a long dress, like a robe, shlaba, over the top. Mm -hmm. And what I found with that is it's been brilliant where we've been meeting people because immediately you're not putting any barriers up between yourself and the women. Sure. Um, so it's been fantastic because, yeah, they can tell you're a foreigner from a mile off, I think even in the walk. Um, but everything's covered. You know, you're, I'm, the robe I'm wearing, I've seen lots of other women wearing it in different colors and even one in the same color. So it, it it's completely culturally appropriate. However, and I'm wearing the proper kit underneath. So no chafing, <laughs> absolutely no sunburn, no cold. It's been brilliant. And I've been wearing... Uh, what I do is I wear the same legging and top for a long time and then we get our half bucket of water at night or actually we've had quite a lot of water so I just wash them out or wash the smelly bits mm -hmm. hang them outside the tent and wear them in the morning and they've been absolutely brilliant so anyone who's out there hiking honestly fully sustainable sustainable draper of the year award crack hoppers and yes they are my sponsor but honestly 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 I can vouch for the comfort and the hard wearingness of their kit good for them that sounds yes. great it is no it is good and it's good to give a shout out to the people that are supporting you i think yes it is yeah mm -hmm. all right alice in two weeks we will talk again you'll be we will two weeks 14 God, times yeah. 20 you'll be 240 kilometers further along your way 
I know it's so slow, isn't it? But it's so rich and so, and to me, amazing. Actually, it's so slow, but the different landscapes are quite fast. It looks like it. Looks like it's really yeah. varied. You would not would from if you look. I'm looking at Google Maps. If you're zoom way out, it looks like one big brown nothing. Yeah. But if you zoom yeah. in, you can see there are a lot of different things going on down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And were you to look at my Instagram feed, yes, Vic, yes, there would be pictures of those different things. Good. All right. Well, <laughs> Alice out there. One, I think, is the is the appropriate a challenge. Shout out to that. A challenge to all of us. All right, Alice. <laughs> Speak to you soon. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.